listening to highlights from One Planet Podcast's interview with Ingrid Newkirk, founder and president of PETA. Well, Mia, I grew up like many people, really loving animals. I had a dog who was like my brother when I was growing up, and I really felt that I was a kind person. My parents were kind, but we ate animals, we wore animals. I had my first fur coat when I was 19. I didn't think about the products that I bought, and I even went to the circus and I saw elephants stand on their heads and bears on bicycles, all that sort of thing. And so through a series of experiences, I came to realize that I was supporting very cruel operations that denied animals everything that is precious to them. And so after that time, I thought, well, if I as an animal person didn't realize what was going on, how meat comes to the table, how leather shoes are made, how cosmetics are tested in rabbits' eyes, how wild animals are taken out of the forest, their homes, and used in circuses, kept in cages. And there are a lot of people just like me who need to also know what I have learned. And so we formed a little group of people for the ethical treatment of animals to show people exactly what goes on behind the scenes, places they'll never see. They only see what's in the forefront that looks all happy and joyous and available. And then with that group, we don't want to make people sad. We don't want to make people just angry. We want to empower everybody to be an important conscientious consumer. And through their actions and what they buy and do, they are helping animals every single day, many times a day. We need so much, but it's not need, it's greed. So we need to learn from the animals how to live more gently and consume less and be more thoughtful and look out for each other in this great circle of life. We definitely know that all animals have language. They talk to each other, they understand each other, and they have interesting ways of communicating that only recently have we figured out even in part because rhinos use a breath language. Fish use luminescence. Squid can actually send different messages, one on one side of their body and one on the other side of their body with color and light and patterns. So they can ward off an enemy on one side by looking very fierce. And on the other side, they can be greeting a friend. So we do know cows have facial expressions that are so subtle, you can't really notice them. And that cats and horses use their ears and their tails and their whiskers and so on. But animals communicate with sounds too. And we know that elephants rumble and they purr and they almost growl, but they do it subsonically under the ground and you need instrumentation to capture that sound. Humans can't really get the nuance of it. And it's not just sound, it's that a mile away, another herd of elephants hears that 
And they don't just think, oh, there's a herd over there making a noise. They know that that means there are people with guns threatening our children, or we have found water, come over here and enjoy it. So yes, all animals have language. Birds have amazing language. And you have to sometimes capture it and slow down the recording to find all the notes that they're using in between, like dolphin clicks that you can't hear with the human ear. The bowerbird goes out and collects anything shiny or pretty, just as we might decorate our homes, the way an octopus decorates their home with shells. The bowerbird brings back yellow flowers and red flowers and even little plastic things that he finds and he makes an entranceway that is so spectacular to his beautifully woven nest and makes a little walkway that's all decorated so as to say to a prospective partner, look, look what I've done, come and admire my handiwork. And it is admirable, I couldn't do it, but they are very artistic. And when you see a bird or even a squirrel make a nest, you have to be absolutely stunned at the talent. I mean, if you look up in a tree, can you imagine going and finding a twig somewhere and putting that first twig in the crook of a tree up so high and then going and getting a second twig and trying to keep them from falling off the branch and then weaving all these other twigs in, in this intricate design and then filling the bottom of the nest with moss or sometimes uh, birds and squirrels will pick up plastic to try to make it rainproof. They've learned what that is. Sometimes they'll take discarded cigarette butts and stick that between the twigs to repel insects. I mean, this is all so clever. It's so artistic. It's so talented. And it's almost impossible for a human being with fingers on both hands to figure out how we could do that ourselves. Yet they do it and they do it every year and they do it again if a storm knocks down their nest. We should be in awe and respect animals, absolutely. All of us, even if we grew up in the country, need to know more about the other living beings who share the earth with us because we are very bad sharers and we are so disrespectful. We have human supremacism. We just think we're the be all end all of the universe and we're not. We're like babies out there, spoiled brats, if you will. <laughs> but so many teachers now are taking uh, children out into the forest, into fields, and they are also using video to show the wonders of life. When I was in school, um, I was lucky enough that a disciple of the great Indian poet Rabindranath Tagore came to my school. And he said to us, you are very spoiled little girls. It was a girl's school. He said, all you think about is music and clothing and where you're going to go for your holidays. He said, look outside, look at the trees, look at the earth, look at the streams, look at the flowers, look at the birds, and just be in wonder. It's so much more impressive than any technology. And so I think at the time it didn't resonate 
But later on in life, I thought he was absolutely right. We need to think more and we need to discipline ourselves more to be more aware of the earth and her inhabitants. We are all animals. Of course, as you know, is that we tend to say humans and animals, but really we're all animals. Biology 101 teaches us that. And people tend to say, oh, uh, such and such an animal has this human trait, or they share this human trait. They're not human traits. They're all shared traits. Because of course, we all love, we all love our families or not. Uh, we all grieve if somebody we love disappears or dies, a family dog perhaps, a grandfather. Um, we all feel loneliness. We all feel joy. We all really value our freedom. And so I think if anything, looking into the eyes of the animal, even online, you see a person in there. There's a someone in whatever the shape or the physical properties of that individual are. And that lesson is that I am you, you are me, only different. We are, we are all the same in all the ways that count. Any living being teaches you, look into my eyes, and there you are, the reflection of yourself. And you'd be amazed how powerful you are because there are so many choices that you make throughout the day without even thinking about them. I mean, obviously everybody eats. And so there's a great place to start is to veganize what you eat. If there is an animal, this is the simple rule. If there is an animal involved in something you are doing or buying, think about it. Are they volunteers? Would they have given the skin off their bodies? Would they have given their hair? Would they have given their lives for this? I am forever grateful to the people who told me what I didn't know about how animals were treated and how they were killed. At the time, I may have been a little defensive and thought, oh no, I, I don't want to hear that. But I did want to hear it because I want to be an educated person and I want to live my life in an ethical way. We are the guardians of the animals. We are the hope for the future. Young people are so important, but they have to know that it is on them. It is personal responsibility to be the kind of people that they tell others they are. We hope you've enjoyed this program. If you would like to get involved in One Planet Podcast or learn more about environmental projects, click on subscribe. Thank you for listening.